Hello, my friends, and welcome to Worship for Carmen United Church on the September 20th of 2020. I'm so glad you're able to worship with us here today. I'm the pastor here, Reverend Nick Phillips, and uh, we're starting a new season in the church, although not a whole lot has changed as we come in to uh, the fall now, as we're kind of getting there right away. But again, so glad to see you. Let us just take a moment to quiet our minds and to still our hearts as we come to worship our God. Let us pray. Lord God, we come today with with hearts full of praise and thanksgiving for you. It is a gift for us to be in your presence today, to feel the company of your Holy Spirit, bringing us together as your church. May you bless our gathering today and every day. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there's a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various types of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us come before God in prayer. Lord, as we gather around your word this day, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever surprised yourself by doing something you didn't expect that you could do? We had an old cell phone kicking around the house that had a pretty badly cracked screen. Bad enough that I actually got a little sliver of glass in my thumb while I was trying to use it. So So I replaced it. I got a new phone and replaced the old one and put it aside. But then over the summer, Anna needed something that she could use. So I pulled out the old crack phone and said, here, be careful. It still works, but just be careful of the cracks. Now, I know there are places out there that exist that will replace screens, but I also know they charge a fair bit of money for it, and it can be tricky. But then my father saw online you could order your own screens. He also had an old phone that Uh, The screen wasn't working, otherwise he could tell that it seemed to be working, so he thought he would try to replace the screen. And so we ordered two screens, just to see how things might work out. It was certainly cheaper than paying someone else to replace the screen. 
So we sat down together and we took the, the phones apart, following the instructions. We, we very carefully uh, removed some very tiny little screws. We pulled apart some very, very delicate cables and, and popped off the screen. And then we took the new one and we very carefully reconnected those little cables. We uh, painstakingly tried to get those little tiny screws back in their homes and we reconnected things like cameras and uh, speakers. And then we popped the, the screens back in and tightened them all back up. And to our delight and surprise, the screens turned on. And they worked when we turned the phones back on. And uh, we were surprised that we were able to pull it off what seemed to be somewhat easy. And not only that, but we saved ourselves a little bit of money, which was nice as well, by doing it ourselves. Now, doesn't it feel good when you surprise yourself with what you, with what you can do? Especially when you're doing something that you've maybe never tried before. I'm sure we've all had those moments at some point in our lives where in the end of it, you just kind of step back and think to yourself, hey, I did it. I, I really did it. That's all part of discovering who we are as people in this world. Sometimes we don't learn th new things or we don't learn because we don't learn what we're capable of because we simply just don't stop and maybe take a risk. We don't step out and take the risk. Now, I, I wish I knew more about electronics. I have ideas that are kind of floating around my head that I would love to try to build, but because I don't fully understand how electronics work, I'm hesitant to try. I take these ideas I have and, and I look them up online, looking at similar projects, uh, and that's usually where I get intimidated and, and pull back. I just don't understand quite the wiring of electronics. I just don't know it well enough. I don't understand how maybe all the parts come together to make things work. I have some of the basics. I can do some things, but when you start to connect the, the pieces together, capacitors, resistors, and, and all of that, uh, that's kind of where I tend to get lost. I'm much less intimidated by the programming side of things. If I make a mistake in the programming, there's much less chance that I'm going to set something on fire. Right? The, the risk is quite diminished when I'm dealing with the code instead of the actual electronics. Who knows what is out there that we could be doing, but we don't realize we have those skills that we're able to do. The possibilities, when you think about it, they're, they're endless, especially in the world today. But we either take it too cautiously, uh, we don't want to take the risk, or we just don't actually come across the opportunity to give it a try for a whole variety of reasons. Are you aware that God has given all his children special skills? Special skills so we can all do, all of us can do his work in the world. He has. He absolutely has. Spiritual gifts are skills and abilities that God has given each and every one of us so we can do the work that he's asking us to do.
Now, the gifts vary from person to person, and they do, they can change over time, as God uses us for different purposes at different points in our lives. Spiritual gifts are mentioned uh, a couple of times in the Bible, most notably from our reading from 1 Corinthians 12 today. But another common place to look is Romans chapter 12 as well, as it talks about gifts of the Spirit. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 that the Holy Spirit hands out different gifts to different people. And all of these gifts are to be used in honor, in service to our Heavenly Father. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul mentions the following gifts. He says, wisdom, knowledge, faith, miraculous powers, prophecy, discernment, speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. And if we turn to Romans chapter 12, we read a few more. We read about service, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy. And there are a couple of other spots in the Bible where it mentions spiritual gifts, such as in Ephesians 4, chapter, 11, uh, chapter 4, verse 11. As you can see, these gifts from God span a huge spectrum of activities and skills. And that's kind of the point. God needs a variety of people to do a wide variety of things. So therefore, you'd expect there to be a wide variety of skills and gifts needed to do this work. The other aspect of spiritual gifts is that these things pair with the natural abilities we have. And how we use these gifts we're given will vary depending on the abilities and the interests and passions we have in our lives. For example, one of my spiritual gifts, and we, have, we all have multiple, but one of mine is leadership. And many of you know that I love sports, particularly basketball. So I often find myself using my gift of leadership to coach sports. Now, I don't spend practices preaching at the players, but what I try to do is lead them in a Christ-like way. I do this by showing loving support and showing, trying to show self-control maybe when things aren't going as well as possible in a game, for example. Now, there was one game we played this season. We were absolutely terrible. It was probably our absolute worst game of the season. I think, I think we lost by something like 50 points. It was not pretty at all. So after the game, we shook hands with the other team, and we head to the locker room. And as I'm heading to the locker room, a parent from the other team pulls me aside. And he says to me, I love how positive you were for your players. You were cheering them on the whole game. You were supporting them. Even in a game like this, he said, I wish there was some of you in what we normally see here. Those were some very kind words to hear. And in that moment, it told me that I was doing my job as a coach the way I was hoping to. Now, 
someone else with skills and leadership may use them in a very different way. They might try to, say, mobilize some sort of community action or, you know, through their work, through their business, or just through a community organization. It all depends on what your interests are and what other skills you have to use. So as you read down this list of identified spiritual gifts, are there any that sound good? Do they ring familiar to you? Do you hear any of these gifts and say, hey, that's me. That could be me. Now, just for a refresher, and I'll, I'm going to give you the full list of spiritual gifts that we can find in the Bible. And they are administration, apostleship, discernment, evangelism, encouragement, faith, giving, healing, interpretation, knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, pastoring, prophecy, service, teaching, speaking in tongues, and wisdom. That's the full list that we can identify in Scripture. I want to clarify just a couple of them. One of them is faith. This is not the same as our general everyday faith in God. As Christians, we all have faith in God and trust in God. But the spiritual gift of faith is for the, the, the select few of the Holy Spirit that is chosen that just seems to embolden their faith. It gives them some sort of great confidence and strength to live out their faith in mighty ways. This isn't to say that our regular faith isn't enough. It is. We just have the spiritual gifts that seems to give just a little bit more to those with the gift of faith. Another one I'll, I will address is giving. Now, we all give to the church or to our favorite charities or whatever. That's fine. But the spiritual gift of giving is giving sincerely, generously, generously and without pretense or hypocrisy. We all know people who are just incredibly generous without even giving it a second thought. When I think of the people here at Carmen, I can immediately think of two or three people who fit this description. I won't name them because they wouldn't want me to. They don't want attention brought to themselves because of their giving. And the interesting part about these people, the, the ones who have the gift of giving in general, is that they often are not the ones who have the most money. They're not. Another gift that we'll look at it is service. Uh, we all serve, right? But we also all know just a few people who practically sacrifice themselves in order to serve others. I'm not saying that they're hurting themselves because of the sacrifice of serving, but it just seems like they are so natural at it. Whether it's at the food bank or, or a community event or church functions, it just, it's just a given that they'll be there without even being needed to, to ask for them to be there. It's just natural. They just do it fluidly. And when you think about that list of gifts, we all have some sort of combination of gifts that God has given us which allow us to serve 
the places we find ourselves in. And we do it in his name. Now, I would say that even in the midst of a global pandemic, we all have spiritual gifts that we can be using even right now to serve others around us in the name of God. It just might mean we need to be a little more creative in how we use them. If we don't know what our spiritual gifts are, how can you learn? Well, there are a couple of ways to figure out which ones we have. There are courses you can take. Uh, We can read about them. There's a whole pile of other resources we can use to help us figure out which gifts we have. Even doing a simple Google search on spiritual gifts brings up all kinds of descriptions and definitions that you can read, and, and there's even quizzes you can take that help you figure out what spiritual gifts you have. Another way to find out is to simply ask someone. Ask them, of this list of things, what do you think best describes me as you know me? Of course, it's helpful if the other person has some sort of understanding of what spiritual gifts are. Now, you could be thinking to yourself, I'm no good at anything. I guess God forgot about me. Well, I can tell you right now, that is not true. God has given you spiritual gifts. He has given you fantastic abilities to do his work. Maybe you just haven't discovered them yet. Or maybe you're already doing them and just don't realize it. Which is probably more the case for a lot of you. Now, if after searching and reading and talking to others, you still are not sure what your spiritual gifts are, then pray about it. Sit down with your prayer journal and ask God this question. God, what spiritual gifts have you given me? And then write it down. Write down whatever you think, whatever you hear, write it down you may even be surprised what you write down. And if it's true that you are surprised, then God is letting you know. The next challenge is to understand how you use these gifts. What you need to do is look at, once you've got your list of spiritual gifts, you need to look at what other skills you have, what are your passions, what are you interested in. What is it in your life that maybe excites you? If you have a gift of service, talk, and maybe you love to talk to people, or maybe you work at something like the food bank, or you start a heart, you know, if start a heart meal, a hot meal program, if maybe you're interested in cooking. And maybe on top of the cooking, you love working with kids. So maybe you start working in the schools as part of their breakfast program, for example. I think you can see that just because you have one particular gift, it doesn't mean you're limited to just one kind of ministry, one type of work. God uses all that we have at our disposal. He uses the gifts he has given us. He uses our natural skills. He uses our interests and our passions to make the very best use of that with which he has gifted us. Just because you have the gift of evangelism doesn't mean you're going to 
stand in front of a crowd and, and be a preacher? Because what if you don't like standing in front of crowds? Maybe you're not a public speaker. Well, then you've got a problem, don't you? But evangelism also can be used in different ways. It means maybe you're working one-on-one with people, letting them know about Jesus through that manner of face-to-face, one-on-one time. Just because you have the gift of teaching doesn't mean you're going to be stuck in the Sunday school with a bunch of kids who maybe terrify you. Maybe you have the gift of teaching and it means that you're going to be a leader in a small group of adults, maybe young adults, who knows? Or maybe you're leading a Bible study for seniors. Or maybe it means that you're tutoring children after school in your home or in the school or or wherever. There are so many options open to us when we know that God has given us special abilities, special talents and skills in order to serve the community in which we live. And we want to embrace this knowledge. We want to fully explore who we are as children of God and how we fit into this world. God loves us and this world so much that he has poured out his spirit into our lives, giving us special gifts, divine gifts, godly gifts, so that we may be part of his work in the world. These gifts allow us to share in love with our church, our community, and helping others realize that God loves them too and that he wants to be part of their lives as well. We all have a part to play. We all have the gifts and skills that allow us to do this. May we all discover what God has gifted us with so we may do his work in this world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you join me in a time of prayer? Let us pray. Holy God, we are so blessed by you. We thank you that you care for us so much that you invite us to be part of the work you are doing. We thank you for each, that for each one of us, we have been gifted with skills, we've been gifted with passion that allow us to do things for your glorious kingdom here on this earth. Help us, O oh God, to see how we may use the gifts you have given us for your glory. We pray today, God, for those who are in need around us, our family, our friends, our neighbors. We pray for those who are sick, for those who are alone, for those who mourn, for those who are hungry, for those who are cold. We pray for the many people that we hold in our hearts and we ask you to comfort them, to heal them, and to love them. We pray too, O God, for the coming elections. We pray for our province as we elect new councillors and and mayors in the coming weeks. Lord, may all who are putting their names forward know of your plan you have for our towns and our counties. May they know of your love and care for the most vulnerable of our society. 
May they know of your heart for those who are lost, for those who are forgotten, for those who are hated. And may they know of your plans to bring healing and unity to our world. Lord, we also offer prayers for the presidential election in the United States. Lord, may you bring healing and unity to that nation. That is a nation that is so deeply divided. Lord, may you speak peace into the hearts, into the hearts of our brothers and sisters south of the border. Lord, it distresses us to see how this division is tearing apart this nation with chaos and sickness. Lord, bring healing and unity to these people. Lord, we also pray for the coming second wave of the pandemic that looks like is starting to emerge in various corners of the world, including uh, parts of our country. We, we, we pray against the pandemic, O oh God, and ask for your healing presence to bring an end to the suffering and an end to the death. Lord, for these and so many other concerns of our hearts, we lift up all these prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who is our Lord and our Savior and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.